Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone. Hello. Welcome to Kirsty and Briny's Comfort Zone. I am Kirsty. And I am Briny. Oh and God. we hope you're sitting comfortably. But if you not, be. we're going to we're going to comfort you. So don't worry. True. You're going to maybe you're a little bit tense right now and you Ooh. could just, you know, oh, just take a take a few deep breaths just, and let just, us just have a little little chill. Get a blanket, yeah. get a get a hot chocolate and and listen to the podcast. Let us do the thinking for you so you don't have Wait, to worry about it. I have to think? Oh, no. Eh, just, just head empty words out. Yeah, what, uh, that's, that's what it's all about. That's how I operate generally. <laughs> head empty words out. That's the way we let... Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> write it down, write do it down. Know, I'll put it on the merch. <laughs> I, uh, I genuinely get that sometimes when I'm streaming because... It is literally just like a stream of consciousness. It and is. yeah. People will reference things that you've said and you're just like, oh, why are you saying literally. that? And they're like, you just said it. Literally, <laughs> literally, right. I was talking about asparagus on stream and how it makes your pee smell funny. I think I was talking yeah. about asparagus, something like that. And and I said something like, it, it tastes the same as when it comes out or something like that and I didn't mean I didn't mean that I drink piss I meant <laughs> I meant that it just smells bad <laughs> and, and everybody was like oh what what and then they clipped it and then Sid uploaded it to YouTube and I was like great now I'm the piss drinker <laughs> hail the piss drinker <laughs> I don't think Sometimes when I'm talking I swear, a lot of the time, streaming is essentially like someone stood in a field and they've got their bag of seeds, the seeds are words, and you're just throwing them out. Yep, just <laughs> yeet. You don't remember every seed you've thrown. Sometimes no. you might be like, oh, that's a But the little, little seed, birds but... that fly down and pick up the seeds, they pick up the ones that say, I drink piss. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how it goes. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I don't drink piss. Thank you for it. We've got it on the record. Now. It's on the record now. <laughs> Add it to the wiki. Kirsty does not drink piss. This has been Fun confirmed fact. in episode 71 of Comfort Zone. <laughs> um, I did a weird thing. What did you do? Yesterday. I 
I have no memory of this, I will say. Okay. But Alex told me, or actually, I guess he told me last night, so it would have been the night before. He told me that uh, in the middle of the night, I started like shaking him. It's, it's hard to sort of describe, but I was like pushing his shoulder repeatedly, but but shaking him in a way that made him think we had like I had heard someone in the house like there was an intruder and I was trying to shake him awake uh but quietly sort of thing I was doing that sort of motion and he woke up startled thinking like oh my gosh am I gonna have to like you know get into attack mode am I gonna have to yeah like getting ready to fight sort of thing and then he was just like what is it what is it and apparently I just went (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and then, and then he was like, "You're asleep, aren't you?" And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> "So, um, so he was just a bit freaked out by this, as you would be." But the dream, I oh no, wait, it wouldn't be this one. Oh no, this will be for next week. This is a <gasps> next week story. I don't oh, think the dream cool. I had for this one was then but still a pretty weird thing to have done but that's gonna have to be a cliffhanger for next week's dream which you are here the context of why on earth i was doing that because i have no memory of that next week yeah like this week enough man i do weird (laughs) stuff like that all the time like obviously i don't notice it like when i'm alone but in the past when i've been like around other people like if i've been staying at friends or with a partner or something i just do weird stuff in my sleep like i talk about random stuff i attack people (laughs) 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 i I think i'm pretty sure i've said it on the podcast before which it's becoming a catchphrase now we're a bit like um the triforce podcast I, i think we've talked about this before but I, I was staying at a friend's after a house party and we were all in the living room, like sleeping everywhere, just like on the sofas, on the floor. Yeah. And I apparently I just sat bolt upright and I went, we're going to miss the bus. Get, <laughs> get the suitcases. We're going to miss the bus. <laughs> and they were like, what bus? And I was like, for fuck's sake, get the suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, ah. <laughs> Oh and then God. I just went back to sleep. I have a friend who is like that. <laughs> I stayed with him like a few times because we were sort of like like teenage friends. So we went to the house parties together and um, we were always like that sort of close friends that yeah. we could just happily, you know, if there was one bed left, we'd be like, we're sure we don't mind. Yeah. Um, and so I got to experience a lot of times where he would just like, like all of a sudden turn around and look at you but with his eyes closed like completely asleep and be like i swear you can see my face (laughs) and then just lie back down there was one time it was new year's i remember uh where he just sat up and screamed and then lay back down again we were like okay okay (laughs) that's fine i had a, a childhood friend i never saw him do it but i remember him telling me because it was a sort of a thing amongst his family that he would do it quite often but yeah, he would wake up screaming, like fully, yeah. like guttural screaming and like terrify his family. And he had no idea why. <laughs> I have such a memory of uh, my sister. My sister's like six years older than me. And she was having a sleepover. This would, She would have been like primary school age, but I guess because she was so much like all of her friends seem so grown up to me that 
in my memory, they're sort of like adults, but I guess they would have been about 12. But, you know, I was like, oh, so grown up, a sleepover party. Wow. (laughs) Um, But because I was the annoying little sister, they sort of gave in and let me sort of stay downstairs with them. And I was all excited. But one of her friends was a sleepwalker. And I have this memory of me sort of cuddling up to my sister just like why is she doing this and my sister was like it's okay it's okay and we, I was just watching this like sleeping person Aww. walking around and I was terrified by this um and from then on I was a bit like I don't want to go to sleepovers <laughs> they are freaky and weird things happen <laughs> <laughs> I never went to many sleepovers as a kid I have a vague memory of one sleepover that I went to and it was a friend called Laura um who I don't really remember being friends with her, but I was at a sleepover at her house and it was just us. So like, it wasn't a group thing. And I remember we had dinner and I had my elbows on the table and she said something like, that's rude. You shouldn't do that. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Sorry. And that, that immediately made me feel uncomfortable. And then come like eight o'clock, I think it was, it was like, right time for bed. Everyone has to go to bed now. There's no TV in the bedroom. And I was just like, Oh, (laughs) bearing in mind, I was probably like, oh, I lived in the pub at this time and we moved out of that in 2001. So I was less than 10 at the time. But the fact that we lived in a pub, I didn't have an eight o'clock bedtime. Yeah. (laughs) And we didn't have a dinner table, which I could put my elbows on. (laughs) And um, yeah, so it came to eight o'clock and I was just like, this is, this is, this is weird. There's so many rules. <laughs> and I remember just, I, I just started crying and eventually they had to call my, my parents and get up to pay me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this place sucks. <laughs> I'm going to leave you a bad review on TripAdvisor. I am. I can't Never even put my elbows on Laura's. the table. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> crying no tv in the bedroom i know (laughs) terrible awful (laughs) awful awful (laughs) i used to sleep over occasionally at two of my friends houses and it felt like so far away but one of them literally lived across the road and the other one was at the bottom of the road so it was never particularly far (laughs) but um one of them the one at the bottom of the road Uh, I remember one time staying at hers and we were like, oh my gosh, imagine if we stayed up the entire night. We can do this. No one will know. Only we will know. And I stayed up the entire night. We did it. And then I walked up the road and I got into bed and then I slept until dinner time. (laughs) (laughs) No one was so confused. And I was like... I'm never doing this again. It's just bad. It's not worth it. Um, and the, I remember there was another time I stayed at that same friend's house and her dad was American. And in the morning, he was like, what do you want for breakfast? Do you want pancakes? And I remember saying like, but it's not pancake day. And he was like, that's fine. You can have pancakes whenever you want. And I was like, oh, what? my God. That was like my my horizons just suddenly broadened <laughs> significantly. Oh. I was like, what is that? Wait, pancake day is it? It's a lie. <laughs> I can have pancakes whenever. <laughs> pancakes whenever I want. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like that's something that happened to me when I moved out of my parents' house. 
<laughs> I moved out and I was like, I can, I can eat pancakes whenever the heck I want. <laughs> I remember when I first moved to Bristol and I just randomly baked like cupcakes because I was like, I can just, I, I can just do this. I can, I can, I can do just this. bake things. Yeah, because I want them. <laughs> Yeah, I went through that phase too. I actually, I, it popped up on my phone this morning. I moved into my flat four years ago today. Oh, so, happy birthday, flat. Happy birthday, flat. flat. It looks a lot more messy now <laughs> than it did that day. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot less pancakes. I crying. remember the, I, was it the first day or, because it was a bit weird when Alex and I moved to Bristol. We moved in, I want to say on like the 4th of January, but then I started a job and just had to like leave for two weeks so i can't remember if it was the first day we moved in or like our first proper day in the flat but um i we went and did like our first shop and i remember buying a bottle of ketchup and then i went to put it on something and i dropped it and it just broke and squirted up the wall and it looked as if there'd just been a murder in the kitchen and i was like (laughs) yay independent living christening the kitchen it's fine yeah. thriving Ooh, i'm an adult <laughs> oh my gosh oh i think um, the worst thing i used to do when i first moved out although i do still sort of do this is because whenever i threw up at home i would naturally call for my mum that yeah. was just like without even thinking i'd be like mum um so when i moved out i would call her on the phone if i was throwing up and just be like do 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 Mum, <laughs> just these wonderful phone calls she would get from me, just like you're okay, sweetie. Don't you worry, oh. you're, you're doing fine. <laughs> just vomiting excessively. Oh, bless. <laughs> it's quite funny as well because um, I moved in on the 10th of November, but my yeah. stream anniversary, and I said this yesterday, is on like the 21st of November. So I was yeah. in my flat. I literally on the first day. I remember I bought internet. That was the first thing I did. And I had to wait for the, the thing to be delivered. And as soon as it was delivered, I was like, right, stream time. <laughs> and that's when I started streaming. Oh. <laughs> Literally, I'd been in the flat for 11 days. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it at home. The internet's crap. And my mum will walk in and be like, have you put your knickers away? So I had to, I had to do it when I moved out. And uh, yeah, I didn't waste any bloody time doing it. <laughs> no, that's fair news. I... I think I didn't start yeah I didn't start streaming until we moved into our house and I remember I only had one monitor so I would have chat on my phone Aww. and I would just have to I mean it was only Rhythian that watched me back in those days yes. <laughs> so I would just have a little chat with Rhythian on my phone Was <laughs> they Hollow Knighted yeah oh Hollow Knight I've been playing Hollow Knight now it's so good how are you liking them spikes? I bloody love it. There's even the spikes. I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer. I, I don't mind the spikes too much. It's the acid that gets me. The, like yeah. the acid's watery baths. Because like I found a hot spring and I was like, oh, cool, hot spring. Very cool. And then I got to the zone with the acid and I was like, that's a hot spring, right? And I just walked straight into it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's acid. <laughs> See, I had that a bit with... um. In Spyro 1, water was like instant death. Well, you could sort of like jump out, but it was usually meant bad. Whereas in the second one, all of a sudden water fine. Mm -hmm. And 
I was so confused when I was playing because I was like, I can see a gem in there. There are gems, but in I there. know water is bad. How am I meant to do this? <laughs> Everyone's like, just go in the water, of course. And I'm like, look, I've been trained since I was what, like eight years old, that Spyro plus water equals bad. <laughs> in so <laughs> many games as a kid, though, water was bad. It's like the first Spider-Man game, water bad, and then they released the second one, and it was. Probably still bad. Oh no, it wasn't water. It was just the floor. It was just the floor. Just actually, the not bad. not water. Water, water was bad the whole time. But in Spider Man One, you couldn't go to the floor. You had to swing your web the whole oh time. Oh my gosh! Um, was but it um... in the second one? You could actually walk on the pavement. And it was like, whoa! Oh my god! Was it Red Dead Redemption, the first one, where if you so much as got your toesies damp, you would just die? Oh really? I don't know. I've never played that one. It was like, you know, you're meant to be this like, I'm a hard cowboy, I'm a you know, just cowboy. look at me and you regret it. And then all of a sudden but it's I'm, like, oh, but I got my toes wet. I'm oh, definitely can't afraid take it. of bodies of water. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Red Dead. It's one of those types of games that I was just like, huh? <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, was it Arthur Morgan or was that the second one? That's the second one. Okay, the other guy. Maybe he had like rabies or something. Maybe oh. he was like water averse, but nobody nobody knew. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Well, would you like to hear my dream? Nah. Okay, see you nah. later, everyone. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> see you. <laughs> done with your dreams. <laughs> They're just nonsense. Just, and... just not feeling it today, no. no. <laughs> I really fancy it. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Go on, then. Okay, just this once. Okay, <laughs> indulge me. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Three. Two, one, go. I had this dream that I was back at school and we were doing this like fundraising raffle. And I was like, oh, I can do a stream of this. So I did a stream and like raised money for the raffle and then um, handed out all the, like I picked out all the names and handed out all the prizes and stuff. Um, but then like a couple of days later, um, I had, there was like this big raffle meeting and it was run by Annie from Community and she was like, okay, time to pick up the names. And I was like, no, I've already, I already did it. I did it as part of like fundraising. And she was really angry at me um, because she was like, well, what did you think the point of this was? 
You know, this is when we went to like pick out the names and stuff, and I was like, oh, and I was like, well, one of them accidentally got drawn as me, so I can put that one back in, and you can draw that one now if you like. Um, because I had one like a, it was like a a, a crossbow replica, but like a personalized one. I was like, I don't want a crossbow, so um, I was like, oh yeah, you can pick that one out, and then. She wrote me this like letter of what I'd done wrong, and one of the things was like kept too many prizes for yourself, and I was like, I didn't keep any of the prizes. <laughs> what? Um, I also just remembered at the beginning of the dream, the way I did the fundraiser was like I went for a run through the woods and collected these tiny money bags, like they were teeny tiny little. Like enough to hold like three coins. <laughs> um, and I was like handing out the names as I went or something like that. It was very strange. The dears. Um, yeah, that's all I remember. The end. Mm, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was me saying, I think that's all I remember. Bye bye. Bye bye. So yeah, I well immediately wow, keeping prizes for yourself. SMA, no, SMA. but I did. <laughs> I think, um, I think this must have been two things. So throughout November, December, in my Discord community, I do a secret Santa, where I put everyone's names in, and I shuffle them, and they give an art prompt, and then I hand the names out. So I guess raffle wise. I would have been collecting a lot of people's names at this point. So I guess that's why it was a raffle. But I also did a um, brand deal recently where people got prizes and they actually had to go out and find physical things. So I guess that's it's probably just a mixture of those two things that I was thinking of people going out and getting things, but also a raffle, lots of names. Um, but I did look up prize uh and there's different sections but it says um in dreams to win a prize is to have succeeded in overcoming our own obstacles we are being acknowledged by other people for having made the effort to succeed so i guess i did win a prize but i didn't feel very worthy of it which sounds about right <laughs> for me <laughs> You're very worthy. Thank you. <laughs> but it also says to be giving away prizes suggests that we are giving public acknowledgement to efforts others have made. Oh. And I feel like I am better shouting out other people and things that they have done. I can't think of anything that would have been happening around this time in particular. Or would it have been five days ago? When was your charity stream? It was at uh, the end of October. Oh, so it was I around the 28th ish. Because I guess I did praise you a lot. Maybe that was my brain trying to give you, you a prize for doing oh, well. Thank you. thank you so much. It's a uh, custom crossbow. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Would you like it? Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I'll take it. 
I don't, I'm trying to think why. Oh, it's probably just because I'm bloody Baldur's Gate again, isn't it? Because I. Oh, have you been playing more? Yeah, and Ooh. I'm uh, a, bo- a bow boy. A bow, bow boy. boy who often has a crossbow. So I How wonder if it was that. How are you now? Uh, we have just left. Hang on, wait. What act? Well, okay. See, I don't know anymore because right. I could have sworn I was in Act Two, but then right this. So you're in Act One. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because then someone said to me, "I thought, okay, we've done this so thing, you, so we must have started Act Two. You thought and then the mountain pass was Act Two. I thought because oh. I did. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. No. Yeah, so all this time I've been saying to people like, I'm in Act 2, and then people spoil stuff for me, and I'm like, why would you tell me that? And it's just because I've been telling them that I've been further ahead than I am, and then people are like, <laughs> no, the, uh, um, oh, I, I think this is mentioned quite early on. The crash. Hang on, hang on, wait. Oh, they go too late. Yeah, that is mentioned <laughs> very late, uh, early, even. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, I guess the other difficult thing is it depends what order you approach things in. Yeah, yeah, literally. I, um... Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 Act 1 spoilers starting now anyway <laughs> I I did everything in Act 1 I did well I say everything I, I explored everything whether or not I did everything is a different yeah. question but I got to the mountain pass and I was like okay it's I thought it was Act 2 because it showed the thing like oh things will change if you go this yeah. way um, so I was like right I'm not going to do that then and then I went to the Underdark because I hadn't gone to the Underdark before that. So I went to the Underdark. I did the whole uh, temple thing. I did the the forge. I did all of that. Yeah. Then I went back and did the mountain pass. Then I went back to the Underdark and I went into the next bit, which you're probably not in yet, if you're still in Act 1, through the Underdark. Um See, yeah, we we got that prompt when uh, someone was about to take a bath, shall we say. And we were like, oh, we don't want to move on someone yet. Someone was about to take a bath. They were getting dunked. They were, they were going in, getting... I can't think of how else to word it. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh? <laughs> Um, but there was a, a bit, <laughs> a bit there where they, it was like you know this will you'd better make sure you've tied up your loose ends. So we left it there, right? Um, so yeah, it's difficult to know, like because everything is in such different orders. So I guess we are. Well, someone said that we're in essentially like Act One Point Five. So yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if you're around the, the crash, yeah. Um, have you done the crash yet? Have you finished? Yeah. It? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, then you're pretty much on the cusp of going into... Have you done the Underdark? Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty much on the way to Act 2 then. Oh. Congratulations. Yay! You'll know because you'll get achieve when it happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I knew. I was like, oh, that wasn't Act 2 then. Well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah... Oh my gosh, just so much, there's so much game in that game. This bad boy can fit so much game in it. God, just wait. <laughs> just wait. Act two, I feel like, is the smallest act, but there's yeah. a lot of important stuff that happens in it. But then when you get to act three, 
my God, there is so much. I know so many people that have got DAC3 and they're like, it is too much for my brain. I'm taking a little break. And I've done the same thing. Like yeah. I've done a lot of the stuff in Act 3, but I'm still just like, I'm just going to take a little break and come back later. Not only that, but I, I kind of want them to patch a few things as well. Um, because I've been spoiled for some of the endings and people are like, oh, I wonder if they're going to patch XYZ. And I'm like, oh, I hope they do. So I'm just going to wait a bit. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm sort of itching to start a second playthrough. So yeah. I want, But I want to get to the end of it before I start another one because I'm not very good with like remembering what's happening and what thing. It's like reading two books at once sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I can read two books, so well, I say, currently reading four books at the same what time, the technically. But as long as they're, like, different genres, it's okay. Whereas if it's something too similar, then yeah. it will start confusing me. So I don't think I could do two playthroughs of the same game at once. Mm-hmm, um, but yes. Yeah. No, that's fair. Books. Books. But no, it's, <laughs> it's really good. I, I, I want, because Rydian's been sort of taking it very slowly as well. And I want him to get to Act Three. I yeah. want him. I think he's nearly there. I think he's done a, a bit of Act Two, um, but I want him to get to Act Three because <laughs> there are parts. There, there are just parts in Act Three, and I'm like, I want to talk about them. They're yeah. so good, but it is also a buggy mess. But if you look past the buggy mess that is Act Three, then it's still very enjoyable. Um, I well, had hopefully quite. We were talking about Baldur's Gate there. again. This always happens. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, sorry. <laughs> um, but there, there was a point. I had like a bug in Act Three that was quite big. Um, it, it essentially, instead of being able to go to a place and progress the storyline, as soon as I walked into it, everyone attacked me. Um, oh, and it was a bug because I didn't do anything to spur that like, you're naughty it was absolutely <laughs> a bug and the problem is when that happens an important quest npc is just killed on the spot oh um and then you get the thing that's like now you can't do this quest just, oh, okay and it, oh, it kind no. of blocks off two of the party members quests quite badly yeah. um so, but i've had to accept it because i can't fix it i've gone back into my other saves so many times to try and fix it and it just doesn't work so yeah i've done something along the way that has triggered these people to attack me um and i don't know what oh, and no. so i just have to deal with that now but it's fine it's fine <laughs> it's, it's 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 doable i guess i tell you one thing i'm surprised by is that i haven't had any that i remember Baldur's gate dreams and it's one of those things that it surprises me because not only, not just through playing it sort of thing, but I feel like I've discussed it a lot in a way that talking about um, like the different characters and I guess with the romance element, it's opened up a lot of dialogue with people about various like past experiences, that sort of stuff. So I'm just surprised that it it hasn't, like they've not become like a shorthand for various feelings in a way um but maybe that'll happen later maybe that's more of an act two thing <laughs> for them to sneak into your brain yeah well i've not had any either honestly i've i've not had any borders gate dreams um yeah which is a shame like i i rarely have D dreams which is so annoying like 
again, I'm pretty sure I've said this before on the podcast, but back when I had a big campaign with my my D and D group, um, my friend would dream like he dreamt about my character. Like my character was a divine soul sorcerer, so she was like kind of a healer. She was very innocent. She was like that classic trope of like I just want to help everyone. And he dreamt about her like just like being there in his dream and just being a really positive presence and like reassuring him and it just made him like feel really nice when he woke Aww. up. And I was like, you bastard, I want to dream about her. <laughs> <laughs> I never dream about my D&D characters and I want to. Yeah, um, They just never, ever, ever enter my brain when I'm sick. But the thing is, when I am playing in a campaign, like we, we, we've got um, the Pathfinder campaign going on right now with Rhythian DMing and... I, when I go to sleep, I just think about that. Like I think about Pathfinder scenarios, like what happened last session. I, I fall asleep thinking about all of it. And yeah. I still don't dream about it. <laughs> Never dream about it. And I'm just like, please. I just, just want one crumb of Pathfinder dream. And it's the same with Baldur's <laughs> Gate. Like, it just doesn't enter my brain. It's really bizarre. It just feels like why. it would be like a nice free episode yeah exactly that's what i want i just want a free episode of pathfinder or D in my brain and it just will not give it to me yeah crying instead instead we just get stress yeah literally i was about to, to to segue into the bloody dreams i had last night which have Ooh. just been stress honestly they've they've just been terrible so i've i don't know if it's just because i'm a lazy cow or because of my meds messing with my sleep but I've really been struggling to get up this week. Um, we we meant to record yesterday, and literally, I joined the call and I was like, "Hello!" <laughs> and Brian was like, "Should we do it tomorrow?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've been really, really, really struggling to get out of bed. Like, if I when I wake up, my eyes are just so heavy, I have to go back to sleep, and yeah. it's just awful. So I've been snoozing my alarm a lot and having those really vivid dreams in between snoozes. Literally, it's a 10 minute window for the alarm to snooze and I'm having full blown dreams in each window. It's really <laughs> weird. Um, but this morning I had a few that were really weird. I, I, I'm i not going to be able to remember them in detail, but there was one where I was in a park with some friends. I know that a guy from school was there Um and there were a few others who I'm not quite sure about. There might have been like some of you guys there, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it was all just blurry faces, really. But we were sitting on a picnic blanket, um, just having a lovely time in the park. But for some reason, we had three guns. Like we had big guns, like assault rifle style guns on this picnic blanket. And we were just tending to them we were just like cleaning them getting them ready for something and i don't oh. know why like it was just it was completely innocent it wasn't like we were going to go and attack something it was just oh i have these guns and i'm going to look after them but as we were sitting there some police started walking down the street and naturally we're like oh god we have guns in a public park this is bad yeah. so all of my friends are like, just just huddle up, huddle up, sit on them. So, so they're all just like sitting back to back on top of these guns. And it was like, oh God, oh no. And because they were just being so conspicuous, the police came over and they had dogs as well. They had gun sniffer dogs. Oh my gosh. And they, they, they came over and it was like, oh no. Um, 
And for some reason, I was like the ringleader and one other person. They were our guns, apparently. So they said that they wanted to arrest me and this one other person. Um, but they didn't like cuff us or anything. They were just like, meet us at the police station. It's like, all right. Um, so we both sort of walked off with the police people who took the guns. And as I was walking away from my friends, I saw the police holding one of the guns and I said to my friends, it doesn't have any texture. And it had the Gary's Mod pink and black texture. <laughs> oh my God, you need to get better DLC for your dreams. You need Literally. to be subscribing to these workshops. I'm not subscribing to the workshop. <laughs> so we... Um, we we walked through the park to like this sort of built up sort of city type area <clears throat> and the police station was there and I was walking towards a place that I think I'd been to previously in the dream, but maybe that was just my dream thinking that I'd been there already. Um, and we were like, is this the place? Because they hadn't led us there. They just told us to come to the police station. And it was like, oh, no, that's the lost and found. Like, that's not the right place. Uh, and we turned around and there was like a staircase that went down into the building and somebody from school, again, was there like heading down and they were like, oh, I think it's this way. I was like, oh, cheers. So we start heading down the staircase and I don't remember. Oh, actually, no, we did. We sort of made our way into the police station and then like a guy policeman came out. He was he looked a bit like Hank from Breaking Bad. Yeah, and he just shot a pistol at like something that was next to me, and I was like, "Oh bloody hell, you're a bit eager." Um, and then after that, I don't remember anything else in the police station, but I remember getting lost in this building, um, and it was like an like an MC Escher esque thing where it was like just office buildings and stairs. That's all it was. It was like conference rooms and stairs conference rooms and stairs and i was just getting lost but it had like an airport kind of layout yeah so it had escalators going up into another conference room and then another staircase and it was like right i know i have to go up that staircase blah 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 and i think what spurred that was that i watched tom and simon play a backrooms game on tom's channel the other day um so it was like liminal spaces uh, and the way that they described it it was like an AI had tried to design an office building. Yeah. So it was just like unfinished walls and weird like holes in the wall and stuff. And that's kind of what the stream was like. It was just as if an AI had tried to design an office building. Um, and I was just lost in it. And and I couldn't find the police anymore. And I ended up walking through random offices with people in them that were like trying to do uh presentations and I was like oh sorry and I sort of walk in and I'm like nope this isn't it I walk back out <laughs> and yeah that was kind of the dream it was really odd really weird yeah very, very strange but that was um I think that was the most recent dream I had fresh off the brain this morning off the top of the old dome as I was snoozing my alarm um well I've discovered some interesting things that might help you to figure out this dream uh oh so <laughs> get ready to tick it off on your bingo uh oh the gun or pistol penis. Penis. traditionally represents male sexuality there it is <laughs> thank you <laughs> if we are well you didn't shoot the gun did you 
No, but the the guy did. Hank from Breaking Bad did. Well, for Hank, if you're listening, if we are shooting the gun ourselves, we may be using our masculine abilities in quite an aggressive way in order yeah, to defend was. ourselves. He bloody was. There you go. He's being bloody aggressive. But interestingly enough, I looked up uh, Dreaming of the Police. It Ooh. says... Dreaming, particularly of police, can indicate a kind of social control and a protective element for us as members of society. Often a policeman will appear in dreams as one's conscious. We may feel that our wilder, more renegade side needs controlling. <laughs> so this is it. You're a ne'er-do-well. You're a renegade and you need controlling, Kirsty. I do. My, my Gmod guns with no texture need controlling. They're telling me to subscribe to the workshop. <laughs> Actually, you say that I when I when we did TTT this week, two maps in to the recording, I was like, oh shit, I didn't subscribe to the workshop. <laughs> so I did it mid mid recording. So oh yeah, my I, there it is. I I think part of I say that I never have Pathfinder dreams, but I think part of this was inspired by Pathfinder. I'm going to be honest because um, we our Pathfinder is set in Alkenstar, which is like. It's kind of like Arcane. Have you ever seen Arcane? No. Oh, okay. It, it's it's like a steampunk metropolis cowboy type setting. Okay. Um, Arcane is less cowboy, but we, we've we sort of gone more like cowboy. There's saloons, but it's also sort of steampunk. There's a lot of like steam machinery and gunslingers and stuff. Um, it's very cool. And so there are guns. And um, my character has a person in their backstory who's like a childhood friend like a guy and in the dream me and a guy were being arrested um and in pathfinder there is the chance that we will be arrested you're so. a renegade this is what it is <laughs> we we are outlaws um i mean and in the Pathfinder, I had a vision that me and him and a couple of others were arrested and we were basically executed in public. Oh like we, were, we were on a, a platform and like the captain of the guard um, were using us as an example and was saying like, oh, we, we need to rid Alconstar of crime. But the, the captain of the guard is like really dodgy she's 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 got like crime lords in her pocket yeah um so we're trying to take her down but she, in this vision that my character had the pair of us are on this platform and we've been captured and and we we get killed um so in the stream like it's me and a guy being arrested by police one of which was a woman i know for a fact one of them was a woman and this guard the captain of the guard in pathfinder is a woman and yeah, like, and there were just guns everywhere, and I think the guns were because Pathfinder. Like yeah. my 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 character's friend is he's also a gunslinger. He works for a, a mercenary company called the Gilded Gunners, um, and they have like big guns that are golden. But you know, maybe it was golden if I had subscribed to the uh, the, the, the <laughs> workshop. It, but in in my case, it was pink and black squares. But yeah, so I I just I think maybe 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 there's a hint of Pathfinder in there as well. Well, I um, but, but also think, penis. Yes. We mm. can't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I looked up office because obviously in the end bit you were in the office. 
and it says often our work or office situation gives an environment and dreams with which we feel comfortable it is slightly more formal than our home and often deals with our feelings about or relationship with work and authority but specifically it says to be in an office particularly if it is not known to us would suggest some kind of order or bureaucracy is necessary in our lives so Mm. i am very disorderly well, yeah, I was wondering. Oh, no, that's not me agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Sort it out. But I think recently we were talking about trying to get organized for things. Yeah, um, we were. But particularly getting organized for your trip to the office. For Jingle Jam. Yeah, so I wonder if it was like, because um, obviously, you know, the office, you've been to the office, but yep. I guess with jingle jam there is an element of like at the moment we don't know the schedule we don't know who's coming down we don't know Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. they're staying so i wonder if it was like you're thinking of the office because it's that's where you're visiting and but also it's a bit odd and unsettling at the moment and you don't know fully what you're visiting where i'm going to be or why where when i'm going to be there sort of yeah Yeah. so i wonder if it was just if it was that yeah no that sounds about right to be honest but also, you're a renegade and you need authority. <laughs> I do. I do. I'll keep you updated on Pathfinder. I'll see if I get arrested on Sunday. <laughs> Maybe I'll uh, slip a couple bucks to Rhythian. Like, can you, can you just sort her out, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing. He's going to be bloody listening to this. Oh, no. <laughs> I bet every time I mention Pathfinder, he's just like, hey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why this should go out after Sunday, so... True, true. You just have to, you can listen back and be like, oh, no, it's all fine. Or, oh, my gosh. It's not going to be fine. So we ended last session. uh, We were in a, so my old childhood friend had given me a tip off saying that his like little band of of boys was going to go and rob a vault because they're basically criminals, but they're just mercenaries for hire, but also criminals. Yeah. They were going to go and rob a vault. And a guy that we need information from is in his group of people. So he was like, oh, he's going to be here at 12 p.m. No, 12, 12 a.m. midnight. So you should go there if you want to like talk to him. So we're like, right, well, he's not just going to talk to us because we're wanted criminals and they're working for the guy that wants us dead. So we'll have to do a stakeout. So we went to this place that they're going to rob, which is also run by a crime lord, but a crime lord that doesn't like their crime lord. There's a lot of crime lords. And we were like, hey, uh, so other crime lord wants to rob your vault. We know when they're going to hit it. Can we help? Also, can you help us? Because we need to catch this guy, talk to him. And they're like, yeah, okay, sounds good. But because they're a crime lord, they're obviously just like, ha, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so we're in this place. It then got attacked by fiends, which came out of nowhere. No idea what they want, but they attacked. They were like big boys with eyes for faces. Yeah. Um, we fought one before, but we don't know why they're following us. Probably something to do with Nilesy. And his mischief. Uh, But then as soon as we finished that fight, the guards in this place that were helping us fight the fiends then turned on us. And the barkeep shot shot Duncan's character in the back. Oh. Um, A group of them that were in front of me and Zoe's character just whipped shotguns out from under the table and started blasting. And then Rydian's like... And we'll end the session there. Oh my goodness. So that's where we are right now. We're just being shot. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's why I'm probably dreaming about guns. I'm going to be honest. 
Yeah, no, that that checks out. That checks, checks out. out. It's Rithian's fault. It's always Rithian's fault. <laughs> Somewhere in, so, yeah, in the, it probably won't be okay, but we'll see. In the Pathfinder universe, all of your characters are just stood there, and it's got that like Matrix bullet time. They're just hovering, yeah. waiting, and they're all just like, uh. it does the like JoJo to be continued. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, right, it gets worse. The, the thing we were fighting before all of this happened gave me and Zoe bubonic plague. So oh we also gosh. have bubonic plague um, and we're being shot at. Pathfinder. Uh, yeah, not that's not the, the best of times. Not the best of times, <laughs> but not the worst of times. Did you ever read NPCs by Drew Hayes? I can't remember if you said you I finished didn't. We, it or we, not. We talked about this last time. So this was one of the ones for the book club and it was probably the last book that they did before I was like, I don't have time for book club. Yeah. So everyone else read it and I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I think I, think I, I might have read a few, a few pages of it. Because so. you've... I borrowed your copy for my book club, yeah, didn't I? <laughs> you did. So if you do get time, I would recommend it because it's quite funny. Like the setup of it is that there is this uh like D D party that go into a place and they do this sort of thing they get themselves into trouble they all die and then it's like the real not real world but the real for that like uh role play world these people just come in and they're just like why is there just these four dead people in here like what's going on sort of thing like why why what's going like what are they doing here sort of thing and it is um i think anyone who is a fan of like tabletop rpgs will very much appreciate some of the stuff in there Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's like um so zoe's character is a goblin um and she's kind of like an inventor and I mean, her class is an inventor. I think she's technically an alchemist, but she's kind of an inventor. Yeah. And she has a possum familiar Aww. or a possum pet. And she has, her character has built a robot for the possum to drive and like hand out um, potions for people. Yeah. And she said, if my character ever dies, because there's been a lot of timey-wimey stuff in our campaign as well, um, she said, my next character is going to be Pez the Possum from the future who has Aww. awakened. <laughs> so they're just going to be like super intelligent possum. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they just appear like, hello, friends. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like um, uh, Red Dwarf. Yeah. Our cat is like the descendant of the cat that was left on the ship sort of thing. <laughs> exactly. So good. I love Aww. I love D and Pathfinder. It's I just love. so fun, like creating your own stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I totally like just run away with it. Uh we, we were talking because me and Zoe are by far like we, we sit in a Discord call together and we just go Pathfinder. And I, oh, Pathfinder? Yeah. <laughs> Pathfinder. Uh-huh. Pathfinder. Literally, not even like we're talking about, but that is just what happens when we're in a call together. And we said to Rithian at one point, we were like, who gave you the most backstory? And he was like, oh, that's a tricky one. So Zoe gave me the most before the campaign started because Zoe wrote quite a few pages. Yeah. But Kirsty has given me the most by far since the campaign started. <laughs> 
because after every session, I'm like, okay, right, this happened. So this person is from my backstory. Blah 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 blah. It is funny how like different people approach it so differently. I was talking to Katie about this the other day, and she was saying that she very much isn't that it, like she doesn't like doing backstory very much before a campaign. You sort of like rather feel out the character as she goes along. Yeah, I'm Whereas like that. Kim is a lot more because obviously Kim has like a writing background and I guess she is very much like wants to have this set character in her mind, like why they're making these decisions, what's happening sort of thing. Yeah. And I guess it's nice that it does sort of allow for both. Yeah, for yeah. however you want to approach it. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I really like... I, I come up with a character beforehand and I kind of know how they're going to act. But I tend to bounce off the other players and the NPCs and the world more as I go along and I shape the character based on that. Um, <clears throat> so with my current character, like I had like... My backstory was basically... Oh yeah, she's she's a criminal. She she like does fortune telling as a front and just like uses it to take money off of people and maybe like get info off them like they're you know they're like oh I'm 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 a merchant I'm delivering my goods to so and so on Friday. Will I have good luck? And then I go to the old crime boss and I'm like yeah, they're delivering their stuff on Friday. Maybe maybe do a little cheeky robbery. <laughs> um that that was essentially my backstory. And and then uh a few sessions in this character was introduced and Ridian was like, oh, you recognize him. Like you used to run with him when you were a kid sometimes. And it was just kind of a throwaway, like, oh yeah, you, you probably know this guy. And then after the session, I was literally like, yeah, we were like pals and we had one other pal and, and we did this and this and this. And then like the whole backstory <laughs> came from that. Yeah. And now this guy that I'm probably going to get arrested with is him. And I can't Aww. really remember like the, the backstory before he was introduced because now he's such a vital part, you know? Yeah. Um, I just love like having the world just sort of mold around what happens and, you know, having it affect the characters. It's so much fun. I, I love like, it so much. I remember doing this uh, Warhammer TTRPG that was I can't fully remember how my character started off but they were very much like I'm like uh, I'm out for myself and I'm gonna win this and I'm gonna make my you know my town proud and I'm I'm like a big like just out for myself I'll save myself sort of thing and then this character got absolutely smashed like he had his leg broken he could he was like limping everywhere he had some sort of disease or something and there was one bit where we finally like it had been raining and we'd been walking for ages and he's like really just being crushed and um we stayed in this place and i literally like he just um tash's character was already in bed and i was just like i climb in with oh. him just to be close to someone. Oh my god! <laughs> and Dash is I like, would, oh. he allows it. <laughs> I would love to play. We need to do our Pathfinder thing. We've been like, <laughs> I don't know all this, but fuck, I really, really, really want to play Pathfinder or D and D with you because I feel like you play like I do. Like when you said you you enjoyed the Warhammer thing because it was so brutal. Yeah. Like I love playing like Pathfinder and having just awful things happen to my characters because I love working through them with yeah. them, you know? Like my my character, like I said there was timey wimey stuff. So 
we went to this temple that had a big like altar in it, which basically sent my character back in time to when she was a kid. And it was like at the crux of like the backstory thing, which led to one of her friends being killed and this other friend, the guy, um, sort of just being estranged from her. And she literally went back in time, opened her eyes and they turned to her and they're like, right, so that's the plan. What do you think? And originally she was like, yeah, this is, this is great. This is going to be perfect. But this time, obviously she was just like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. No, bad, bad idea, bad idea. (laughs) And so that has changed her whole backstory. So the way it happened was like, eventually she, she managed to like split from it and like wrench her conscious back to her body in the present. But the way it worked was the two realities. So the original where she did the thing and the second one where she said, no, 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 just smooshed together in her brain. Now she has both realities, both like streams of memories in her mind and they're just kind of merged together. And it's like, I don't know which one happened when. Yeah. Like, and and now this this friend, like in the first reality, he was quite sort of timid he was just like a petty criminal and he was quite nice. Like when he spoke to her, like after they met again, he was very like gentle and it was really sweet. They had a nice little sort of thing going, but now he's very brave and he wants to prove himself and he's been doing more and more like bad things to get ahead in life. And he's working for this horrible mercenary company and he's kind of standoffish with her. And it's really sad because she's like, why is this happening? And it's just so sad for her. And then she got back from, I'm sorry, I'm just blabbering about Pathfinder now because I just love it so much. (laughs) But she, she got back from this time travel thing. They finally got back to the city and she's like, oh, everything's a little bit different. But when she went back in time, the one person that she went to find to help her, like it was like a mother figure that she had. They came back to the present, went to the saloon that she ran, this lady, and as soon as they approached it, the whole place just exploded. What? It just it just blew up. Oh Turns out gosh. the the one of the crime lord that like is the big bad, or one of the big bads, he has orchestrated this and it's just exploded. So we had to go in there, go through like a bunch of bodies and horrible, oh, no. horrible <laughs> And I was like screaming for her and I found her underneath like rubble and she was like horribly, horribly maimed. And I had to like, it was like, you need to get her out now or the place is going to collapse. And I I was like, my character wouldn't leave her and she can't pull her out. She's not strong enough. So I was just standing there and the others were like, call out to us, please. And I was just like, she's she's here. And they came in. And if they hadn't have come in, my character would have just fucking died. Like yeah. she would have just been crushed. And and then when they pulled her out, like she she couldn't see, like her eyes were all like burned. And, and she was like reaching out for my character, like calling her name. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> it was so sad, but I love it. It sustains me. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would love to play Pathfinder with you. We can just be in the deepest pits of despair together. Yeah. And it would be wonderful. <laughs> Our discomfort zone. <laughs> Yay. Well, if anyone's looking for, you know, uh, character inspiration why not someone who is traveling to an office and feeling nervous or someone who feels unworthy of prizes (laughs) (laughs) give your character
character a fatal flaw. Make them bad make, and then you'll have us. fun. Make them <laughs> us and you'll have a great time role-playing them because they'll just be shit. That's how I play Pathfinder. I just be me. <laughs> Download the new Comfort Zone RPG. <laughs> you too can have anxiety. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, oh my I've gone gosh. off on a, a bit of a Pathfinder tangent there, but I just, oh man, I love it so much. Can you imagine um, if there was a Comfort Zone RPG? It's just like, uh, can you just check your character sheet? Um, you're trying to do this test, but you do have ADHD, so roll with disadvantage, please. <laughs> You oh do God. get distracted, I'm afraid. You do. Oh, dear. I, I feel like I'm going to have to do this. I'm, I'm going to have to just make one. It'll be like a D6 one, like the bears with hats one, the, the honey heist. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, this has to be done. <laughs> oh, well, oh dear. thank you for a very lovely chat as always, Thank Kirsty. you. You got me all fired up about Pathfinder now. I've got to wait a couple of days to play. Bloody Rhythian. Bloody hell. Bloody Rhythian. <laughs> Jeez. Just run it every day, Rhythian. God. Um, do we have a question for the lovely listeners? Okay. If you have ever played copious amounts of video game or TTRPG, have you had any very fun dreams about them? And have your dreams, if you have had them, shaped how you've played the game or approached yeah. things? There we go. Perfect. Perfect. That's a good question. I like that. Nice. Rydian, answer that question. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening and thank you, Kirsty, for a, a lovely, comforting chat. Yes. We hope you're comforted now, all wrapped up I'm in comforted. your blankies. I'm comforted talking about my discomfort in games. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, if you don't like Pathfinder, I'm so sorry, uh, but hey-ho. Tune in next week. <laughs> to find out what Brian is uh, giggling and shaking Alex is all yeah. about. Yeah. Bit of a and, cliffhanger. Uh, yeah. Find out yeah. Find out later. And also, I'll tell you what happens in Pathfinder on Sunday. <gasps> nice. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, until next... Ne- until, until, until next, next session. <laughs> <laughs> until next time, everyone. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.